What's up, guys? This is Ren from the Set Apart Podcast. Did you know you can interact with us and continue the conversation via our online forum? That's right. You can email us today at setapartpodcastteam at gmail.com. Hey, we like the party. What's up, Didi? What up? What up? What up? What up? We living it life here with another installment of the Set Apart Podcast, and it is um, mental health. We still talking about that mental health trip, and so we just gonna keep on that. I mean, we continuing from the anxiety um, episode um, that we talked about anxiety in length, and now we're just gonna go to what I would call the cousin. Um, us in the black community, we got a lot of cousins. And so the cousin of anxiety um, is um, depression. Yeah. And so um, I do want to preface this. OK, I want to I want to kind of give you something um, real quick. Uh, Didi or I am not trained professionals in the, in the matter. Um, everything we talk about is from a um, either personal experience um, or the things that we are around in culture and family, friends, so on, etc. And so um, if you would like to chime in to the discussion, absolutely, um, please do so. Um, if you are on YouTube, view it on YouTube. The comment section is below. Um, if you are listening to it via Spotify or any type of other audio um, streaming service, um, you can hit our email and continue this conversation. Absolutely. At setapartpodcastteam at gmail.com. But I'm Ren, and this is Didi, and this is the Set Apart Podcast. Didi, say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? We're happy to be back. Um, this is in, I don't know if I should say celebration, but commemoration of Mental Health Awareness Month. And uh, we just wanted to make sure that we don't let it go by without acknowledging that it's a real thing. Yeah. Mental health is a priority just as much as your physical health. And we try to maintain that some of us better than others, but we should never, ever, ever neglect our mental health uh, because without that, we would be lost out here acting crazy as you can see. And I don't mean crazy to be derogatory. I mean, loose out all over the place without stability so we want to talk about it because it's important right that's good and i want to start with a working definition of what depression is because a lot of people um, will try to lump anxiety with depression and say oh they're one and the same no i said that it's related yeah. but it's a cousin of it and so um, got the same yeah, grandma they got the same grandma <laughs> So here it goes. Um, this is a uh, working um, example or a literal definition of depression. It says depression um, or other referred to as major depressive disorder um, is a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think and the way that you act. Fortunately, it is also treatable. Depression causes feelings of sadness and or loss of interest in activities or things that you've once enjoyed. It, it, it can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems and can decrease your ability to function at work and at home. And so um, something that I want to put to, and we kind of talked about this in the, uh, in the anxiety episode, something I want to put to rest is that um, depression and anxiety for that matter um, it is something that is, it is a literal thing. It's not just as, 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 as much as a mood. It's not a mood change. It's not like, hey, I'm depressed. Let's get ice cream. Oh, I'm so much happier. Mm -hmm. No, it's not, it's not that easy. It's really deeply rooted. And so um, I have an issue, and I was just talking to Didi about this off camera. I have an issue kind of with the word of illness, mm -hmm. um, just because um, I think that depression and anxiety at this point in time, I'm not saying that it can't be conquered. Everything can be conquered um, by the grace of God. But at this time of life, I know so many people, including myself, that um, it's not necessarily uh, illness can be considered a thing that you can cure or illness can be 
uh, considered a thing that um, is just for a season and you're over it. But sometimes these things are woven in people's lives mm-hmm. um, from the day that they have their first encounter with this thing to the end of their life. They have seasons in and out of depression. Now they treat it. They find practical ways to uh, address it. Sometimes are easier than others. Sometimes are worse than others. Absolutely. But, um, illness implies in my mind. Now, granted, you guys can have different opinions about this. Illness implies that um, it's kind of a um, thing that you can get over with medication. Um, and Didi, you said something to me about um, why you feel illness is labeled illness. Uh, elaborate on that a little bit more. Yeah, I don't like the I don't like to label it as illness because illnesses are kind of layered, right? So if mm-hmm. I have a cold that same cold virus could affect you differently. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can't just, if sometimes one medication doesn't fit all, sometimes me having a cold might shut me down for a week, but you might work through it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I can't say like, I'm more sick than you It could be the same virus, but it could affect me differently. And right. we might get prescribed the same thing. You might go on with your life and I might be in the bed. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I just feel like, Depression is one of those things that um, it has to be managed. Um, They said in that working definition, it can be treated. I think the severity can be treated, but I think individuals who've experienced it, it's almost like when you say another type of illness is in remission. Hmm. So episodes happen, but you can manage it. And then you can get tools or learn tools on how you specifically, um, can still live on and still have a productive life knowing that you have a history of depression, but it no longer like take us over your life. Yeah. And illness just sounds like sickness. And I feel like we treat sick people differently yeah. and depressed people aren't sick. They just need some tools. Um, they need understanding of what, what it is that they're battling. Um, yeah, because I it's it's just it's just a different type of thing, and I think illness boxes it boxes it in. Yeah, it does box it in a little bit more. And just to keep working with this working definition, let me give you a little um, a, a further on to um, this depression um, definition. It says people who experience depression may experience these following things: um, anxiety can be a part of it, apathy, general discontent, guilt. Mm-hmm. hopelessness, loss of interest um, or pleasure, loss of pleasure in activities, mm-hmm. mood swings, sadness. Um, as far It can affect their sleep, waking up early, um, excessive sleepiness, insomnia, restless sleep. So you do get sleep, but you're not very restful. Um, it can aff- affect your entire body, excessive mm-hmm. hunger, fatigue, loss of appetite, or again, restlessness. Um, it can affect your behavior, um, agitation, your irritable, um, excessive crying, um, or social isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, to continue, it can affect you cognitively, uh, lack of concentration, slowness in activity, and um, thoughts of suicide. It can affect your physical being in terms of weight, uh, weight gain, or weight loss. Yep. Um, all of these things are things that um, can be working symptoms of uh, depression. Um, for me, depression was near and dear. I, I would say that I slept in, I slipped into a state of depression at one point in time. Um, it was hard. Um, of course, it was directly um, related to a season of my life, um, mm-hmm. but um, did not know how to deal with it. Um, I really wanted to do two things. One, I wanted to fake the funk um, hard. Um, Whatever I wanted to do, I wanted to stay on course as to what my life looked like because I wanted to be depressed indoors and didn't want to be depressed outdoors. Mm -hmm. Um, But everybody around me could see it. I mean, as when you're in that state and you're depressed, even if you're trying to fake the fake the funk, um, you're not faking it as well as you think that you're. I was just about to say that. It's only nobody can nobody believes the fake. Mm-hmm. People can nobody. see it. People can smell it. People can tell when your smile ain't the way it normally is. 
even when you trying to joke, everybody like, <laughs> yeah. but what's really going on? <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Nobody and believes the, the image and you really think you're doing it. You think you're killing it. Like, exactly. Like, I'm going to walk in this gym, kill it. I'm going to walk in this church. I might even sing along, but I'm yeah. going to be doing extra because I don't want no, I don't want nobody to see a chink in my armor and everybody exactly. looking at you like, you look gray. Like your skin ain't even the same. Exactly. I had a I had a situation where um, it was four days of out of four days. Now, keep in mind, that's 96 hours. I think I'm mathing right out of 96 hours. Possibility of 96 hours. I think I got four hours of sleep. Wow. Um, I think I ate one time. Um, I dropped weight so much. And so. Um, when I went to church on a Sunday, um, an older lady, it was so funny, um, because she was like, oh, wow, you're, you're really working out. You're getting thin. I see it toning up. I was like, lady, <laughs> if you only knew, mm-hmm. like, if you only knew, um, I mean, of course, like she sees me week to week. Right. And she probably just thought that she's seen, um, the results of something that was happening. I was like, no, right. you see me, you see me drop 18 to 20 pounds in four days. That's what you've seen. Um, and not in a healthy way. Um, yeah. literally at that point, um, I didn't have a desire to eat, not one desire to eat. Um, during that 96 hours, um, I was not hungry once that one meal that I ate, which couldn't probably couldn't be considered as a meal. It was like, like just, Hey, so I don't die type thing. Um, it wasn't really a meal and I was forcing myself to do it. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to do it, but I, I mean, once again, um, you, you're still mindful that you need to eat to live, Mm -hmm. drink to live. Um, but I didn't want to do that. And so keep in mind, this was the first time in my life that I've ever experienced anything like this. Yeah. Um, and, um, it was compounded with anxiety because as soon as I would try to sleep, it wasn't me not trying to like, keep in mind, this was not me. Um, buying a PlayStation or an Xbox and staying up all night just doing the whole thing. No, this was literally when I laid down, I would probably fall asleep for 20 minutes and wake up in in panic. Mm-hmm. And then after the panic subsided, um, I would just sit like I was like, dude, I don't even have a I'm tired physically and I can feel my body being tired. But I can't I can't turn the lights off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I had anxiety in the day, depression at night. It was bad. It was really, really bad. And so, um, at that point in time in my life, I kind of explained it, um, in the last episode, but, uh, I realized not that, not that this was my situation, but in that moment, I realized it's not so much people, I think in terms of like, uh, it said depression could lead to uh, thoughts of suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much that people are so, distraught that um, their life was so emo and down and they were already always troubled people Mm -hmm. um, from the day one that makes them think of suicide. Um, Sometimes life can have a very, very, very quick turn of events, a traumatic turn of events, um, and you're just not ready for it. And it can take you into a degenerative cycle of anxiety, depression, and the fact that it can rush you all at once and you really not even know what's going on. Yep. Like, I'm telling you this in hindsight. In the yeah. time, in that time, could I have told you, Didi, if you asked me at that, in the middle of those 96 hours, are you depressed? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. You got anxiety? No. I'm fine. Yeah. Like, like I would fight you tooth and nail. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. You haven't slept in four days. I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I would fight you tooth and nail. Um, you know, in hindsight, I'm telling you. Yeah. That's what that was. Um, I don't think I had the the wherewithal to know. Now, uh, some people are like that. Some people are facing depression. And that's why I uh, needed I felt the need to um, kind of explain those uh, symptoms of it, because some people are fighting depression and they just think that they're fighting a bad day. Yep. They just think that they're fighting a bad day. And it's like, man, I've just had a bad slew of days. And um, I am also the most proud person that I know. Um, I do not subscribe to medicine if I don't need it. 
Like I would literally have to need it. Like mm-hmm. this, you, you're talking to somebody and this is me telling on myself, do not, I do not condone this way of thinking. <laughs> I'm just telling you my flaws guys. Um, I will only go to the doctor or the hospital if absolutely necessary. Like I'm talking about if, okay, the leg, is it falling off? Is the leg falling off or is it just hurting? Because if it's just hurting, we're going to sit our butt on this couch. But if it's falling off, <laughs> okay, you're going to try to put together first and then. That's where we're going to go. Um, I don't mean to be a, a stereotype police, but uh, black men. Yes. Go to the doctor. Stop being scared of what they might say. And be excited, be like, I told y'all I was healthy. Go get yeah. that physical annually mm-hmm. and a mental health evaluation. Yes. And and don't and not to be scared of it because it's so it's worth it's it's worth your functionality in lot in life. Like that's your yeah. functionality in life. And um once again, I this is not me telling you because I got it all figured out. This is me having issues and, and telling you from from failing in those issues and yeah uh, the end of I those mean, 96 hours i just yeah i'll just i'll just sum it up the 96 hours in this the end of those 96 hours i finally got to the point where um i was i don't i don't know if this is the right word to say it i was scared of i was scared to be alone mm-hmm. out of fear of where my thoughts would go um and so I called up my friend. This had to be 11 o'clock at night, 11 p.m. of of going on, you know, day four type thing or, or about to go on day five. 11 o'clock at night, I called up my friend. I was like, listen, I got to do something like I don't trust myself to drive. Mm-hmm. So could you take me to the urgent care? Like I I do not trust myself to be coherent enough to drive um, because of what's going on. And so. Um, it took a lot for me to get to that point. A because I didn't <laughs> that that involves letting admitting where you at. Yeah, and um, I asked him. I was like, "Hey, like I know this sounds weird. I know it's late, but I feel like if I I need to reach out to you and I need to ask this and like I need to do this." And so he was very much so. Um, I'm still grateful for him to this day, for sure. He was very willing to do it. He came over. We went to the urgent care. Um, you know, I taught, I was there for maybe about four, five, six hours. Mm. Um, and it was only because they wanted to give me some, they gave me some medication to calm, calm me down, down and make me mm. like, no, they were like, Hey, right you now, rest. You go to sleep now. Yeah. Don't, don't don't wait to get home to take no. We're gonna give you this right now. Go to sleep. You need it. You yeah. need it. Um, <clears throat> and so um, that's kind of how my road to recovery started. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I didn't want to cut you off. I just wanted to. No, nah, I didn't want to jump in. Uh, appreciate the <clears throat> transparency and all that. Um, and it does help to have somebody to call once you finally get to the point where you're like, ah, clearly I'm not managing anything. Um, but I wanted to read a definition. This is a, words are important and the word depressed, um, had a meeting before mental health, you know, was acknowledged in culture. So the actual word of depress, it means to press down. It means to sink in a lower position. Um, it also means to decrease in value Hmm. and i think it's important to know like where the word came from and that meaning because of all the symptoms that you read off um if you think about it they're all opposite of what we need to live they all go against the basic things that make life life like resting eating finding joy in things um being with people even if you're not an extrovert we in even introverts, we need people like we're built. God built us to need some relationship with people. So all of the things that we listed that you listed oppose what we need to live. Yeah. 
and that's socially, mentally, and physically. And I, that's why I think it's important that we have the conversation because there are a lot of people um, in the world and people that we know, circles we're in, communities we're in, churches that we're in, that believe depression is a decision that people make. Mm, um, yeah. And they think that they, they simplify it to mean, oh, you were just sad or you just had a bad day. Oh, that ain't no big deal. Don't worry about it. And they have good intentions because they, I think that people say things like that and they simplify it because then it makes them not have to acknowledge it. And if I acknowledge that it's real, then I'm, then I have to do something about it. But mm -hmm. if I just minimize it to, uh, it, it was okay. You just had, you just going through something right now. Yes, I am. And it's called depression. Yeah. And also people have to understand Usually when you s confess to someone that you're dealing with it, you're not looking for them to help you cure it. You have to just get it out. You yeah. have to, once you acknowledge it, it's like, okay, this is real and this is serious and I can't do this by myself. Cause if yeah. I could, I would have. Yes. And nobody would have ever known. Yeah. If there was something at CVS, I could just go buy. Please. It'll be done. I'll, I'll door dash that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would have been done. But obviously, if it's affecting me socially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, that's too much for me to handle. I'm not right. doing any of the things in my life that feed those those areas. If I'm not sleeping for 96 hours, to use your example, that is not healthy. Yeah. I should not, I can't, I should not be alive. I should not even be conscious enough to form a sentence. Yeah, that's how real it is. And also, um, it looks different for everybody. So just like the analogy of if I caught a cold and you were near me and you got the cold the next day, it might affect you differently. My depression looked different. I didn't sleep well because I was just afraid to fall asleep because I was like, I hope I wake up. But I stayed in the bed for a long time. I, too, did not have an appetite. Mm -hmm. um, mine affected me physically first and then i started to realize like this doesn't make sense like i was losing weight while eating first like i wasn't mm. skipping meals i was losing weight i was losing hair mm. my skin was not good terrible terrible um responses on my skin um i was very short with people um i did mm. not have energy obviously i was like malnourished. Um, yeah. I also um, thank God that I had a 16 month old at the time. Cause without him, I would have just let myself wither away, but just his presence didn't let me. Yeah. Cause they going to be on, they don't care if you sick, they don't care if your leg falling off. I need you mommy. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. Let's go. Let's go to the park. Let's go do this. Let's eat. Let's watch this. Let's play this. Um, all of those things. So I thank God he was really the reason that I had to get up because I went for my annual physical. And that's what my my regular primary care doctor was like. I'm going to refer you to one of my counselor friends because I think you. I think you're on the verge of depression here. Hmm. So I had to acknowledge it because a professional told me. This yeah. is what it is. Cause I was going to be like, no, I'm good. I'm going to church. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Doing it, doing all the things just to get by doing mm -hmm. all the stuff. I doing all the the right stuff. Right. Yeah. Doing all the stuff that's supposed to work. Fix me, fix me, fix me. And he was like, mm, I think you need to go see my friend. She's a therapist. I'm going to send her name, send you her name. I'm going to send you over there. And I need you to schedule an appointment and uh, don't worry about insurance. It's covered. All you got to do is pay a copay. And I was like, dang, I can't, I can't deny it now. Yeah. It's in my permanent record. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. permanent record. It's in my record. So now it's there and um, I don't have a choice. Yeah. But they diagnosed mine as, well, I was diagnosed officially with adjustment disorder, which I mentioned on the previous episode. And it was a lot of changes happening in my life at that point, all at once. 
Um, not to mention everybody's opinion about everything that was happening in my life all at yeah. once. And when it's from people that you value, it stings a little more. Yeah. And then you like just become like, you ever see those movie scenes where the world is going fast around them, but they're just like still. That's yeah. what it felt like. Like yeah. everybody throwing jabs. They don't think they are. I'm just sitting there taking it like. And they don't know that they're throwing jabs. They don't know that they're pushing me further. They're depressing more. Yeah. They think they're, come on, girl, you know, you, what's wrong with you? Exactly. I'm like, a pep talk. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Heard all, I heard it all. I was the one, I was the pep talker. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. what to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then don't let you be a former athlete. He supposed to, supposed to bother you. You're supposed to be yeah. unflappable. You're supposed to be unmoved, unfazed, yeah. unbothered. It don't happen like that. That's, the, like that. that's probably what delays the acknowledgement. If you come from a background of competitive stuff, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Bounce back. Yeah. Don't bounce. That ball was flat. <laughs> exactly. And it's and it's 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 so hard because I think I think a couple things happen, right? A um, and I and I would say the same for you based off the story you just gave. A, you don't necessarily know what's happening in the time that it's happening. Absolutely. Um, and so that's why it's essential to educate ourselves as to what these things are. So um, if you, the viewer, um, have never experienced it, that's fine. But keep yourself educated to know what this looks like for yourself, for your friends and for your family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, it's like there is things that I think that depression reveals in terms of even our natural um, our natural weaknesses, if you will. So, for example, like I was already a proud person. Yeah, I did not want you to see me struggle. Um, And even when um, so there was a point where uh, I told you in my story where I didn't want to acknowledge it. And the fact that people seen it in me and kept trying to like, hey, do you need anything? Like, no, I'm fine. Like, like Mm -hmm. me telling you, yes means that I have to acknowledge what's going on is real. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of me in this fantasy world in my mind saying, no, this will pass. This too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can really, really thank the funk. And um, I would say um, in your case, in my case, um, the worst thing that we could have done and, and we did do in some sort is um, suffer quietly. Um, when you suffer quietly, um, you're not inviting people in to help aid that situation. You're not inviting people in to help. Um, of course, it is. Like, I, I remember feeling so embarrassed because, like, I went to the urgent care. He gave me something. And I went to sleep. And then I was referred to a doctor, kind of like you. So not only did I have to tell the first human being that took me to the urgent care, mm-hmm. then I had to tell the second human being that was in the urgent care. Then I had to tell the third human being who I was like at the doctor's office with. And I was like, ah, like yeah. this went from this went from nobody knowing to like the whole world like knows what's going Listen, on right now. That's that's pretty much how God will do it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how he'll do it. Yeah. You can't you can't get healing from anything unless there's first confession. Mm-hmm. And that's real. That's real. You can say like, stuff don't hurt. Then what's the point of you coming? I mean, you yeah. must enjoy your situation. Mm-hmm. I hate to put it like that, but like it has to start with confessing that there's a problem. Just like with the uh, stay in it. right, which is like with the 12 step program for substance abuse or any addiction. What's the first step? Admitting you have a problem. That's so funny that you made that comparison because I I had to read a book that was for a 12-step program for my depression. Um, it's called Just For Today. Mm. Now, every single morning, I woke up, and this is what got me through my depression, y'all. Um, it was called Just For Today. Um, and Just For Today would say, just for today, I'm going to focus on these things. Just for today, I'm going to... So okay, it kind of gave each day a goal. Yeah. And Helping me out of my process, I was reading that book. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't think about a lot of things. I'm just going to, just for today, I'm focusing here. This is where I'm focusing on. Let's just conquer this just for today. And so mm-hmm. 
it's I, I think it's crazy that you made that comparison because it's it's almost like um I once heard a um it wasn't it was not a sermon, it was a seminar. And they say um the average brain can have over 10,000 thoughts a day, something crazy, 30,000 thoughts. I think it was something like that. Um and 3,000 to 5,000, three to 5,000 thoughts are recycled from the day before. Mm. So when we talk about degenerative spirals, yes. if you let that depressive type mindset or, or you're struggling in depression, like understand that it's all not just a mood thing. It can be a physical thing where your brain Absolutely. is literally recycling the thoughts from the day before. And it keeps going and going and going and going. And yep. just, just think about this. Even on, let's say on Monday, um, I'm just in my depression and everything else. I just think it's a day thing. Like, oh, it'll be better tomorrow. I go through my day like normal. I don't address it. On Tuesday, I'm almost physically guaranteed to have 3,000 to 5,000 of those same thoughts that I did the day previously yeah. that I did not address going to the next day. Still don't yeah. address it. Like, imagine how many days that that can keep going. Yeah. And that's why people say it feels like you're spiraling out of control because it's literally it depresses you. It, it's like a weight that keeps going lower and lower and lower. And you feel mm -hmm. like and when you mentioned um, how it could lead to self-harm or suicidal thoughts, a lot of it has to do with sometimes people think they'll never they're never going to get out of the cycle. They're never going to get out of the hole. They've been depressed and pushed down right. too deep to get out of. Right. And sometimes they think that the only relief is just ending it all. Yeah. And that's why you have to get help because that's not true. Yeah. So hopefully this conversation is giving that we're examples of you. You can win. You can win the day. Um, you have to get help. I'm not saying you go on Facebook and post, you know, I'm depressed sitting help. I mean, unless mm -hmm. it gets to that point, but you got to find the right people. I would strongly advise professional first and let them yes. advise you, you know, on how to handle your specific symptoms or what you need based on your, what your community looks like, based on what your lifestyle looks like. They're trained to do that. And I think, I know that there's, there can be fear of the medical community, but you can find more options than just somebody that's going to prescribe you medication. You can find holistic doctors. You can find support groups. Um, you have options, but I just don't lose hope yeah. is my main point because it can turn around. And there are some people that are going to be shocked to know that Ren and myself were that deep in a hole. Yeah. And it doesn't turn around in like two weeks. It yes. gets better. It's better. Yeah. But when you feel like you've conquered something and are able to talk about it freely, it might take a minute, but it's worth it. It's worth the work. It's worth the time. It's worth the few human beings that know what you're dealing with because they will understand um, the day-to-day. -day. Yeah. They'll be available to you when you need to just vent mm -hmm. and not try to throw scriptures on you and try to tell you, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. When you like, shut up. That's what you really want to mm -hmm. say because it don't yeah. feel all right. Cause I don't yeah. want to go to work tomorrow because I don't want to tell them why I don't want to go to work tomorrow. And I exactly. want to explain why I feel the way I do. And there goes that spiral again. Yeah. And that pride again. Like I don't want to tell nobody I got this going on. Yeah. But it's worth it. And I remember when um, I started going to counseling once a week after that, my doctor told me, um, and I had to tell my boss like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be leaving leaving here every, I don't know, Wednesday at, from this time to this time, because uh, my doctor told me I need to go see a counselor. So I'm just letting you know what's going on. And I didn't have to go into more detail than that. They respected that. And I just, I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. And then it became the highlight of my week. Right. At first I was like, I don't want to go in there. They're going to be making me cry every day. Then I want to have to like, go relive all this stuff that happened and all this. And yeah. they probably ain't going to believe me. Cause I'm gonna make it seem like I'm innocent. I went through all the scenarios in my mind, but it's not like that. 
They're trained yeah. professionals. They already know. They they've heard it before in a similar way. Um. So sometimes that pride is like for no reason, right? Because ain't nobody even thinking about it like the way the per the way you yeah, are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I had to um, during my journey of just all of this, I had to do a what we call not had to, I got to do a mental health journal. Mm-hmm. Um. So this mental health journal consisted of a couple things. Um, it consisted of contacts, emergency contacts. So um, I would literally write questions. If I was physically ill, like hurt or whatever, like uh, physically, um, who would be my contacts? Wrote a list. Um, if I needed to reach out to somebody to vent, to talk, to talk me through certain things, who would I contact? It was a list of people. Um if I needed to, and, and even stuff where like I can, I couldn't turn off the future thinking because I'm like, oh, if I go to a mental health hospital, mm-hmm. like, who's going to take care of my dog for two weeks? Who's going to do such and such like that? And so literally in my mental health journey, journal, it had uh, such and such will take care of the dog, such and such would do this, such like it literally mapped out an entire plan for me to feel free to step away and get the help that I need. Yeah. Um, I also documented now let's talk about, let's, let's kind of, this is a segue into medication. Mm -hmm. Um, I will tell you, and I'll admit to you that I was on medication at that point in time. Um, am I still on medication? No, I am not. Um, the, the, by the grace of God, I was able to heal from those wounds. I was able to get out of that season. Um, but for that season, I very much so was, I believe I very much so needed, but medication in general, um, and I'm telling you from personal experience, I'm not telling you from a theory or some type of political stance. Medication in general um, was a aid for me to get through that season, mm-hmm. um, but it was only helping the symptoms. I had to deal with the heart of it in therapy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had to deal with the heart of it um, way more than I ever took those medication. And so um, I took the medication in pursuit of going to therapy two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's intense to me yeah. <laughs> like, for somebody who don't want to go one time a week to the three times. It's, yeah. Well, I felt like I was living in this place. Um, so doing uh, therapy two to three times a week. And um, I finally got to the point where I was very um, open with my therapist and I was like, uh, Hey, yes. And he knew what, uh, you know, medication I was on and everything. Um, it was actually a point of celebration where, yeah. you know, he he was like, hey, you know, I think it's time that you can you can get off of it. And I was like that 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 was I'm not going to say the first glimpse of progress, but I'm like, yeah, a place a place that I never thought that I would get out of. There you go. That's I it. never seen the end of the tunnel. I never seen the end of the tunnel. I never seen it. And 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 I understood and not I wouldn't say that I was suicidal because. I necessarily didn't make a plan. I didn't think about it too much. But the thought, what I thought was, I can understand suicide because I just need rest. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like I'm, I'm all. I need a break. On the go. Yeah. I just, I'm like, please, like I just need to, please, like I need. Can this ever end? That's it. And that's why we gotta not not be so flippant when we say certain words, and it really Uh bothers me especially in church because we just say stuff because we don't understand it or we don't take the time to learn more about it. And so we just blurt stuff out and we don't know how many people we're saying that to in our congregation that are there. And you Mm might've just, they might've been ready to make an appointment with you the next day, but now you're no longer safe. So as people that are in leadership, whether it's at a company, a church, any kind of organization, you have to be careful that just because you haven't experienced it, it does not make it any less real for somebody else. People say things like, oh, why would you commit suicide? When you get low enough, like you, I didn't make no plans and I wasn't trying to die, but I definitely wasn't trying to live. I wasn't doing anything to try to live. So to me, I was like, if it happened, it happened because I'm tired. It's too much. Every time I try to explain to somebody, they minimize it. So it makes me feel like yes. I'm tripping. Like I ain't really yes. feeling it. But yes. I feel it. But in my mind, I'm like, did I just make that up? Because I could have sworn that situation just happened. 
but you gaslight me to make it feel like, oh, you overreacting. Mm-hmm. When you hear that 10 times, you're tired of talking about it. Right. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe it's me. I'm the problem. I, right. It was my fault the whole time. Okay, I'll take it. Right. And then you spiral even more. I deserve to feel bad. Yeah. I deserve these licks. Yeah. So we got to be careful when we just say stuff. And the reason I say the church is because, and it's not every church. And I say the right. church, and I'm talking about the body of Christ as a whole. We got yeah. to be careful when we don't understand stuff. Don't minimize it. Don't minimize it. Yeah. Don't minimize it just because you don't know it. Right. Just because you never felt it. Have some empathy or just go educate yourself. Yeah. Because it's and happening more than you think. But people never told you because of how you talk. Exactly. And so and so you're finding today in today's day, um, just like we mentioned in uh, the episode previously, is that depression and anxiety is becoming way more prevalent. And it's because of the pressures that we put on the society. Um, I understand that um, there is a portion from preteen, um, dare I say, dare I say adolescence mm-hmm. um, that puts pressure on you to perform a certain way. That puts pressure on you to be a certain person. That puts pressure on you to um, look, think, act, feel, walk, talk um, a specific way. And we can let these things just pry into our mind. And um, that's one of the things that's aiding our our mental issues, our mental health uh, issues, is because um, our lives may not look like... um, what we have locked into keeping up with the Joneses, right? Right. Um, you know, I'm in my thirties. I don't have a house with a white picket fence. Um, yeah. I'm not getting paid um, six figures. I'm not all this, all these things that's happening and I feel the pressure or what about those? Um, and I'm just speaking from multiple different uh, areas. Um, what about those people who are young or are, are eclipsing the end of their twenties and they're not married yet? Mm-hmm. You know, what about those people who um, keep working, keep working, keep working for that promotion and it's just not coming because they, they're they putting all their eggs in that work basket? What about people who um, is who, who call themselves believers, who are believers in, in Christ and they're trying and trying and trying and trying and trying, but they feel uh, forsaken or left out or outcast or whatever? Like, what about those things? Like all of these things can play into um to, can come into play um, when we talk about the effects that it has on mental health. Yeah. Um, what What about uh, people who really struggle with? And I know a lot of people like this really type A personalities that really struggle with surrendering control. Yeah. And then you get to the point where there's no control in my life. Like I've always had some type of control. I've always had something. I've always had a way to dictate or or create or or have this control or power. Figure in this it atmosphere. out. And right now in my life, I have zero. Yep. What about those people? And that, so, yeah, that's a big one. And it, it's, it's, so it's in every facet of life. And, and, and it, it makes me not surprised when I hear that, you know, anxiety, depression um, is more prevalent now than it has ever been. Um, but here's the thing. And I said this in the last episode, too, but I need to reiterate this because it's probably been some time since you guys have heard the last episode. But um, not only is anxiety and depression high, but even the medicated uh, population in that realm is high as well. And so what that tells us is that medication is not curing the illness. Exactly. That is what it's teaching us. It is not curing the illness. And so. Um, I call it um, putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. Yeah. It's not going to heal it, guys. But going to an actual therapist and pursue therapy, pursue, the, I'll say it again, pursue therapy, pursue therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy. Uh, because if you just continue to rely on the medication, if that if that's what you're doing, um, then you, it's, it's, you're just aiding the symptom. You're not absolutely part of the issue. Absolutely. It's just like if you're diabetic and you have these medications you have to take daily, the goal of it is to change your lifestyle so you can wean off the medication. The goal is not to be medicated for life. It's the same thing. You mentioned that you, um, you when you first started the journey, you were on medication, but that was to help you 
calm down to the point to receive mental health therapy. Yes. Like it was to like calm your physical symptoms, your, the like your physical mm-hmm. brain, not your mind, but the physical gray matter. It was mm-hmm. to help you process better because you were you had not been sleeping four days. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing that was gonna stick <laughs> right. if you continued on that path. If you were able to continue by choice, right. by choice, um, yeah, because yeah, it could have been a different situation. They could have strapped you in somewhere, like really, so you wouldn't yeah. be a danger to yourself or somebody else. Like you said, you know, you didn't know if you could operate a car. That's real. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that you knew that, like, God was like, call somebody, like, because <laughs> exactly. it's time. But um, yeah, medication is not, even if I have a cold, if I have a headache, I should not have a headache more than a day if I took some med, if I took some Tylenol. It's just to manage the headache. What I really need to mm-hmm. do is go to bed. What I really need to do is get some rest. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that you pointed that out. Um, I did want to, I don't know if uh, we can segue here, but let's say, let's say that we've, we've taken the steps. We talked to our doctor. We talked to our counselor. We have um, a real tight circle of people that know what we're working on and are supporting and holding us accountable. Let's say now we've been, um, we're off the medication Instead of going to counseling two, three times a week, let's say we're down to every other week. And then we even get to like once a month. So yeah. now we're in management mode. Now, what do we do? Because I am mm. a little afraid that, you know, I'm good now, but I can still sometimes be like, when things come up, when I'm starting to feel a certain kind of way that feels familiar, I don't want to go that deep again. Yeah. So I know my triggers. So now what are some practical things that you do um, that kind of keep you stable. Right. So when, and so, so when circumstances come up, you don't go back that far deep. Right. And so um, also a part of, um, as I mentioned earlier, I do have my mental health journal. Also, um, I have what we call a, a check-in portion. Okay. Um, I think for me and one of my issues is that um, I can get lost in the hustle and bustle of life. Um, which was probably aided to where I got to, <laughs> but um, I can get lost in the hustle bustle in life and the to-do list um, that I, re- uh, I refuse or I don't have time or I don't prioritize time to check in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, one of my things now is that every single week, um, and I kid you not guys, like I'm not joking when I say this, I'm literally telling you, I, if you look at my calendar, on every single day there, it is full. It is full. Like it's full with so many things. And, and so what I had to do with that is that I had to protect, and it can be a different night a week. I had to protect a specific night a week saying, um, call it date night, if you will, but it's with me. Mm -hmm. It's with me. I'm not like, and so it is as important to me as anything else. I try to be a man of my word and Something that I realized that I had to start doing um, and this whole situation happened um, and and inspired me, inspired me to do this. But um, I have to have a date night with myself once a week. I don't know what that looks like. It could look like going for a walk. It could look like journaling. It could look like being a Devo. But I have to um, I call it going dark. Mm-hmm. The phone's off. Um, I'm checking in. I'm journaling. I'm, I'm doing something that is rejuvenating to me. Um, whether it's a Devo, whether it's a book, whether it's a, um, um, uh, I know just vegging, you know what I mean? Like, like it's a way to say, okay, this week is happening. This season is happening. How can I take some time for myself to do what's good for me? Now it doesn't always look like, it doesn't always look like being alone. Mm -hmm. Um, it could be, uh, having a conversation. It could be, I still have, I don't go to therapy weekly anymore, but something that I do have is I have a mentor in my life. Um, and it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So on maybe that night I'm saying, Hey, um, talking to my mentor and say, Hey, like, can we get together? And, and, you know, I just want to run some things past you. And that's, that's not necessarily something that's dire need, but it's a time for me to focus on and practice to be vulnerable. Like this is where I am. I'm, I'm no longer will I do the facade thing like that. Yeah. Like I was literally, and, and, and this is this, you can call this dramatic or whatever, but at the end of that 96 hours, 
um, I would say that I had to make a choice that if I did not make that choice, you would not see me here today. Because it would have just got worse and worse and worse. And so um, because of that, I need to learn how to be more vulnerable. Um, There's things that are um, even um, physically um, rejuvenating. Now, listen to me. When people talk about rest days, when people talk about weekends, when people talk about all this other stuff, there's a difference between doing nothing and rest. Absolutely. There's a difference. Listen, run that Absolutely. back. There's a difference between doing nothing and rest. Now, doing nothing that could subscribe to you being at your house, standing at home and 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 watching binge watching your favorite Netflix show or or are going out to a, a water park or or doing stuff that that sounds fun. It's amazing. And I'm not I'm not worried about that. But at the end of that day. So let's take you. Let's say you take a Saturday and you do all that other stuff. At the end of that day, I'm going to ask you the question. <laughs> was that restful? Do you feel rejuvenated? Do you feel more um, at ease, relaxed coming out of that day than you did going into that day? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the answer is no. Like people will go on vacation and not vacation. That's a, that's another episode. (laughs) Like, yeah. So you were physically away. You were physically away, but you weren't away. No. You 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 came back more tired than when you left. Absolutely. And so what what that has to do with is that we have to start acknowledging. I have to start it. I mean, this is once again, this is not a final product. This is me in this now. Mm-hmm. I have to start acknowledging the things that are restful. And then those are the things that I have to keep putting in. Re- restful is recharging. Yeah. Doing nothing is is just wasting time or or just yeah. filling time it's filling time with something that you like to do and that's fine guys like i'm not speaking against watching your favorite netflix show i'm not speaking against that but if you're telling me that you did that okay you did that and then afterwards i'm asking you that question do you feel more recharged now than you did entering this day and you say no yeah you answered that you answered the question for me yeah. So be, being so finding rest. And so the Bible talks about um, and I love to bring it back to the Bible because like these are the ways that I make verses practical. Mm-hmm. To me, a verse is just words on a page. If you are not putting this into your life, your heart, your lifestyle and making it practical to you. Bible says, come to me, all ye weary and heavy, la- heavy laden, um, and I will give you rest. Yep. That does not mean just being physically in the presence of Bible teaching. I, I can't tell you that. And I, and I work in the church. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you that every single time I went to listen to somebody preach, it can be a great fire sermon. But am I restful? Am I, do I feel recharged after that? Not every time, no. No, I'm be honest, no. Um, I love worship. I love worship music. Music. I love singing it. I love being around it. I love just hearing it. I love just sitting in the presence of it. But every single time I hear worship music, am I just automatically recharged? Nah. No. Because that ain't what the and scripture that, said. That's not what it says. That's not what it says. So let's get away from this sticker. Let's, let's get away from this sticker quote. And understand that um, for me, it needed to look like me totally shutting things off in order to rest in his presence. Yeah. I said, come to me. That was Jesus, not your pastor. Come to me. And, 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 it, and, it, and the fact that and something is beautiful about just the pursuit of Christ and to me is that it can be so simple if you let it be. Yeah. I had one of my most restful days. Oh my goodness. And this it sounds it's almost sounds stupid because it's like, dude, how couldn't you get this? One of my most restful days was taking my hammock and keep in mind, mm-hmm. I wasn't raised to hammock. I wasn't, <laughs> I'll be honest, like I wasn't raised to do these things. These are these are not things that were 
that were woven into my childhood, hammocks and 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 all that stuff. Now, nada didn't happen one time in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Take it, take my hammock in my twenties, putting it in a park, reading a couple scriptures, being in the sunshine, just resting, not looking at my phone, not looking at, not worrying about where I need to be, not worrying about what time it is, just being there. Yeah. And spending time with my savior in nature and just relaxing in my hammock. That's it. Listen, I came away from that day, DD, feeling amazing. Yeah. And it's so simple. Like it is simple. Yeah. It's so simple. The rest is on the top of my list. Um, because for me, I'm a busy person too. Um, yeah. I don't know how you couldn't be in 2023. Um, yeah. but I have a day that I don't do anything. I barely answer the phone. It's not, my phone's not off, but I'll, I'll watch my phone ring. And a lot of people close to me already know. <laughs> I will look at that phone ring and be like, I won't answer a text. I won't check nothing. I, and that day is Sunday for me. Right. That's the only Good. day where I don't. I bet I'm gonna be honest. I barely want to go to church, and I work for the church. <laughs> but that's like work. It can be yeah. work, work. Yes. To care yeah. for the people is a is a job. But after that, once I figure out what I'm gonna eat, I don't do nothing. Exactly. I don't do nothing. I barely go to lunch with people at a restaurant. I barely. It takes a lot. And I'm just going to be real because I need to recharge because people draw from me a lot. And it's my choice how I refuel. Yeah, I can't oh. hold them accountable for how I refuel. That's that's something that I have to do intentionally or I'll keep going. Here's my question in the midst of that. Yes. How do you protect that? Like I just said, I don't have to answer my phone if I don't want to, because guess what? It's my phone. Yeah. My son, I have boundaries with the my son is the love of my life. But let me tell let me talk to the parents real quick. Hey. <laughs> Cause we we feel like we owe our lives to our children. And that is yeah. in fact the opposite. Our children are not ours, first of all. Once mm-hmm. I learned that that boy belongs to God, I'm just here to manage. Yeah. I don't own him. I set boundaries for him. When he was like three years old, he knows not to just bust in my room. He knows that when my door is closed, I'm either resting, praying, something. And on Sundays, he knows you're like, all right, I'll see you later, mom. It's just like that. Cause I, if I don't, I, I know myself well enough to know that if I'm tired, you won't get the best of me. Yeah. I'll say, I might say something wrong. I just, I just have to get that rest. So I protect it. I set up boundaries and I don't have to go announce my boundaries. That's another thing that I learned. I don't have mm-hmm. to put, I don't have to broadcast what those are. I just let you know, once you get close uh-uh. mm-hmm. or I just mm-hmm. don't respond because yeah. that's not resting. It takes energy for me to respond and explain my boundaries. Yeah. And that's energy. I'm not giving away for free. That's good. And I, 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 I feel you on that because I don't, I don't let people ask me what I'm doing. Yeah. Because here's the thing. And this is crazy, guys. So I don't let people ask me what I'm doing. So, for example, they be like, oh, you're free Friday night? No, I'm, I got plans. And then so for those people who are close to me and I understand that they they love me and they want to spend time with me, they're like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not telling you that. And yeah. so it. So what they would see is secretive. I'm like, no, I have a date night plan with me, but I'm not going to offer that information to you. For you to think that your obligation is more important than my obligation, even though I'm at home not doing anything. There you go. But I made a priority and a and a and a um, commitment to myself, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Um, to do this, I'm not going to be talked out of that for any type of fun. Yeah, oh, and you're not going to oh. put your stuff on me. No, you can't do not, that. It's not allowed anymore. I'm not doing that. And that I'm might not, be I'm how not. you rejuvenate, but not me. Respect. And, and, and that's what I love basketball. Point. You might invite me to a game and I'll still say no. 
Yes. Yes. And and that's but that's viewers. That is the type of um, protecting and priority that you need to take in your mental health, because sometimes things are fun. I I have declined going to things that I I wish that I had the time to go, mm -hmm. but I don't. But I don't because I need this and this needs to happen over everything. And so if yeah. I made a commitment at the beginning of that week that Friday night was going to be that night, I'm not going to reschedule because then that night will leave me and a month goes past and I have not done it. Yeah. And I'll say so. this real quick just to make sure people know. I When I say rest, it doesn't mean I'm taking a nap. Sometimes a nap is included in my in my personal Sabbath. But sometimes I enjoy cooking. Sometimes I like to cook and mm -hmm. I even kick my son out the kitchen. Move. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. I, I need to do this. Yeah. Sometimes it's cleaning. I know that sounds mm -hmm. crazy, but that's the only time. Ain't nobody going to bother me when I'm cleaning. Yeah. They're like, oh, uh -uh. <laughs> I'll that's let you good. do you. Please do. It used to be yard work. I used to go do my yard, do some little fun stuff. Um, nobody would bother me. Right. But just that solitude. Where I can think and I can hear myself think. I, I literally can't hold the phone. Um, I can't hold a remote control. Right. Um, my hands are busy, but it's restful for me to not have yeah. to answer questions and not have to explain my thoughts. I need that time. Um, right. And a couple small things that I do for me, it's making sure my space looks the way I want it to look. That's so good. for me, clutter, a cluttered space clutters my mind. Cause it always looks like something's undone and it just, yeah. that goes back to that always being busy. Yeah. So I have to keep my space, how I want it to look. And I'm not just talking about clean, even the colors. This might sound crazy, but it works. If things are too bright, that's not restful for me. That's not peaceful. Okay. So in my space is very neutral, very earth tone, very chill. Um, as you can see and natural light. If I ever live in a place that I would never, I'll put it like this, I would never ever buy a home or move anywhere that didn't have a lot of windows. Because that natural light does something for me. Because I'm an outdoor kind of person. And if I don't have nothing to do, I'm going to sit and look outside. I'm a, like, <laughs> like dogs be looking like, please let me out, let me out. Mm. It's almost like I need to feel outsideness every single day. Even That's if good. it's a thunderstorm, it might be a hurricane. I got to just feel outside. Even on a hot day, I'll turn the AC on, but I'll have a window down as long as I can. Yeah. Cause I just need, I need to feel that. I need, I need to, to feel, feel nature. That's good. Those are simple things I do. Um, and lastly, but mostly overlooked. I have to make sure that I always have a way of exit. Hmm. Meaning if I'm ever out somewhere or with some people at an event at the mall, I always got to be able to leave when I want to leave. For me, that's a, that might be a small to somebody else, but for me, that's huge. I don't like feeling like I have to stay somewhere when I'm done. Yeah. So if I'm at somebody's house, I'm not going to park in your driveway because I got to be able to go when I want to go. If I'm going with some people, I drive. Mm -hmm. Because once I get to the point where it's too much, I love y'all. Y'all wore me out. But for my sake and yours, I'll see you next time. Yeah. I'm out. So I always got to have a way of exit uh, for my, for my mental health. I don't ever want to feel trapped anywhere. Cause that's a that's trigger. That's and good. I know that. Yeah. That's good. So that's some practical ways. Thank you for that. DD. Um, I kind of wanted to end on this. I know we went a little bit, but listen, and I need you guys to get this. If you are experiencing some type of suicidal thoughts, ideology. Please don't stay by yourself. Yeah. Um, please reach out. Please get help. Um, the best way that I know to help is the number 988. You can dial yes. that into any um, cell phone device. Um, that's a suicide crisis hotline. They have a hotline, sorry. They have mm -hmm. professionals um, to be with you in that time, to talk you in that time. But please reach out. Please do not suffer in silence please. Um, we'll tag that at the end of this video. And I just want you to know that we're yeah. here for you. We love you. And just know that you have people rooting for you. Just give them the chance to be a part of your season. Yes. And if you have any questions about anything we shared, if you need clarification, if you want a lengthier list of things that you could do 
to help yourself before you get to the crisis point, please send us an email. Please, please, please. We're not going to tell your business. We're not going to post it online. Um, this is a safe place. We both have been there, so we already know what it's like. Yeah. Please, please, please reach out. Um, and again, the email is set apart podcast team at gmail.com. And we check it every day. So you won't have to wait long for a response. If it's something out of our span of control, we'll find a resource for you. But um, please, please, please don't ever hesitate. If you need somebody to talk to, if you want a pen pal, whatever it is, please reach out. Set apart podcast team at gmail.com. Peace out, guys. <laughs>